1: Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Couch Talks. I'm Kat, and I'm the host, and Couch Talks is our weekly Wednesday check-in where I do a Q&A, and I answer questions from you guys. Um, if you have a question that you want me to answer, you can email it at katherine at unitherapy podcast.com and hopefully one day I'll get to it. Um, A couple of things I want to say before we get into the questions. One, I want to address this because I've been getting a lot of requests on doing an episode on narcissism and I previously had an episode on narcissism up and it is no longer there. Some of you have realized that and I just want to let you know that I am working on not getting that episode back up but getting a better episode up and that will be coming out the first week of December. So if you have been looking for that episode or even wanting an episode on narcissism, it is coming first week of December. And then also, I wanted to just give you guys some insider info. My friend Crystal, who has been on the podcast before, she did an episode on body image with me and she owns Horizon Nutritional Counseling. She has a new 8-week program that started this week that you can still join and it is a eight Week holiday nutrition prep program. So it's an eight week virtual program. You don't have to live in Tennessee to participate. And it will include training modules, weekly support group, guidance, education, some planning, and just a lot of support around anyone, any adult who's struggling with disordered eating during the holiday season because it gets tough around this time. So I just wanted to let you guys know that's a thing. I love Crystal and trust her with any and everybody, and she's a wonderful dietitian. The things that she creates are genius and so if if that is something that sounds like you might be interested or you might need it or you just want to learn more you can contact her at crystal at horizon nutrition counseling.com so just wanted to throw that, that out there now to the questions so the first question, I actually asked Hannah and Tara from Monday's episode to stay a little later when we recorded and had them answer this question with me because, you know, it just was about trauma. So I got a question that basically said, hey, I heard you mentioned trauma bonds on an episode. I'd love for you to discuss what that is. So Hannah and Tara, what is a trauma bond? Okay, we'll see how, <laughs> how
2: short I can make this it's kind of complicated um, and it can look like a lot of things, but... I think where it takes me initially is if we experience a traumatic situation in with uh, the perpetrator, maybe is uh, is is where the bond is made, or even other people who are in the traumatic experience with us. Then we can often then just kind of be in a repetition of that dynamic of that uh, trauma bonding. Is specifically talking about relationships. Number one, that's probably an important thing to say, and so relationing in a way that mirrors the trauma in and of itself and so whether it's I bond to um, friends or partners who are in really distressing or kind of wounded like me um, so they weren't they were on the other victim side of it so I really have a lot of relationships where that's how I know how to connect is through people who have that same woundedness as me or I end up in another relationship with another abusive person because I'm really identified with I know how to do that and. My body is also set in the template of being victimized, of being powerless, of being in the freeze response. That's the role I kind of know how to play. And my body is stuck there. So it actually hasn't freed itself up from trusting that I can engage in something else or being resolved from whatever wasn't there. So that's what keeps us there. Um, It'll always say people are like, think I'm crazy, because I keep going back to the same kind of abusive person. And really, that's just your body's way of actually trying to work it out, because it didn't get to fight or flight. Mm -hmm. And it actually is wanting for you to get what you need, right? I needed, I just wanted that person to finally tell me they loved me and to be nice to me. And I am just gonna keep on knocking on that door Mm -hmm. (laughs) until I get what I need. I'm gonna find the same kind of person with the same kind of patterns. So that that part of me is just saying, we need this, we need this, we
1: want this to feel better. And it's like bonded to repetition. Mm -hmm. Also, how I define it a lot with people is, because trauma bonding, this might be weird to hear, but it's not always bad in the sense that right. if you go through an event, like you get cancer, and you have a a partner at that time and that partner goes to every doctor's appointment with you and is Mm -hmm. always there holding your hand is there when you go into surgery and there when you leave you moved through that experience and you've bonded to that person through that experience and that is a healthy human and a person that you moved through a trauma with and you have a healthy trauma bond to that person not bad at the same time that's why people can like fall in love with their like captors Mm -hmm. it's because you're surviving this traumatic experience and you're bonding with a human that isn't helping you through it but also who knows what they're really the manipulation that's involved with it but that's why another reason you can be bonded to people that have hurt you and you don't understand why i can't create boundaries in with my relationship with my dad that's really unhealthy it's because you've also also grown up through your trauma with your dad and he's been a stable person even though not healthy stable
2: yeah trauma leaves us with a sense of powerlessness right so if i don't believe i have power yeah. then this is what I get. This is the hand that life is going to deal me. So I'm going to learn how to cope in that.
1: And also the fear of cutting that relationship off or creating that boundary, then I have nobody. Which is like, for somebody who's not in that experience, then I'd be like, that sounds crazy. Why would you want a relationship with an abusive boyfriend or husband? Why don't they just leave? And it's like, because you don't know, the fear of not knowing what's going to happen trumps the fear of, I know this and I'm surviving it. Or I have, I did survive the abuse. Yeah.
3: This makes me think of going back to those core needs of, of love and security. We will choose connection over anything, no matter what kind of connection it is. I just got chilled. So if the connection we know and that we've learned to tolerate and accept is this particular kind, even though it's unhealthy or toxic or harmful, we'll take it because we need connection to survive. Yeah. Okay. Well, what do you do with that? (laughs) You go
1: to group therapy,
3: (laughs) you go to group therapy,
1: (laughs) you go. And I think that's an important part to add in there is knowing all this stuff. And if light bulbs are going off in your head, this is not something that you can just like, oh, I have this information, this definition. So now I'm better. No, now you have awareness and now you need to go talk to somebody, meet with somebody, join a group, do something with it so you can get out of it.
2: I mean, just like the group therapy piece, or even a therapy in general, it offers a different kind of relationing. You get to have a felt evidential experience of not doing it that way yeah. someone is sitting across from me they're not rescuing me and telling me
1: oh don't cry it's okay stop I'll help you uh, because we don't let them do that I know. right so <laughs> many people are like do you have tissues I'm like yeah I'm sorry I'm just really trying not to tell you not to cry uh-huh. they're over there
2: uh-huh. <laughs> and then you know we don't have people who scream at you or like we we get to show you a safe connection and a healthy kind of dynamic and relationship and so your body gets to trust that It gets to know that and it gets to feel something different.
1: Yeah, cool. Well, thank you.
2: Hey guys, Kat here,
1: and I have something very important to talk to you guys about. Now, I know you're used to hearing me talk about therapy and how important it can be for you and how transformative it can be for you in your life. But if you're somebody who's tried therapy and it just hasn't done the trick, or you just need a little extra boost, I think. I've found the next best thing. And the next best thing might just be cozy earth and their bamboo sheets and their bamboo pajamas. It feels like you're stepping into a next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code need" at checkout to get 35% off. Yes, 35% off. And let them know that we sent you you need therapy after you check out.
3: This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. To see more, visit CVShealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual.
0: Right here, right now, find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. right rug flooring.
1: Okay, and now for the second question. Hey Kat, I've been binge listening to your podcast since I discovered it. I am in school to become a therapist myself and listening to your show gets me really excited to start my own private practice one day. I wanted to know if you could share any tips on starting your own private practice as it seems something super scary and daunting at this point in my life. Also, side note, are you hiring? Kidding, but also not. (laughs) Um, I love that part. That's like a little like slide in there. Like I don't wanna be vulnerable and really ask if you're hiring, but also I really wanna know, so I'm gonna make it a joke. Totally have done that before in certain circumstances in my life too. So we'll start with that. Sadly, I'm not hiring. I actually brought on Stacy this year, who is a therapist that works at Three Chords Therapy and never expected to do that. And, but I just, it was like perfect timing. She's the perfect person. Um, I love her. We get along great and I think she's fantastic. So I brought her on this year and I'm not at this moment looking to add anyone else, but you really never know. That could change literally in a month. I never imagined I would bring somebody into the practice other than myself. So I'm not gonna say that's never gonna happen. If you learned anything from last week's episode um, with Lauren, it's that you should just send the email anyway. So, you know, when you graduate, send me another email and we'll see what's going on. Now back to the, the meat of your question. Oh, and I wanted to say this, actually. I'm not hiring a therapist and I'm not hiring a therapist intern. However, I do really wanna hire an intern. So anybody who needs a marketing or social media internship, hit me up. Catherine at UniteTherapyPodcast I need you to be in the Nashville area, but yeah, I'm on the lookout for an, an intern in the marketing social media area. All right, so now back to your question. Starting my own private practice, I want to start by saying this was not something I originally thought I wanted or even thought I could do. I totally get when you say this is a very daunting thing. It is. It. Seemed very daunting to me as well. And so I just never imagined myself doing it. When I went to school, I wanted to work in a treatment center and I did end up doing that. I will forever stand by the idea that if you can, get the scariest training you can get. And I mean that in the fact that I felt very in over my head as an intern when I started like very as I think a lot of people do but it was the best thing I could have done I was forced into situations where I had to get through some stuff I didn't think I was capable of doing and then I learned that I was capable of doing it and it helped me because I nothing really scares me when it comes to therapy there are things that I there are certain things that I don't love to work with but I feel like it can handle a lot of things and I'm good on my toes and I've just seen a lot of scenarios and just gotten like the deepest richest training in that because I saw everything. So if you can get an internship that is um, really diverse and acute, something that I think is really valuable. So that's to start off with. When I started my private practice, I started in somewhat of a management company. So I worked for or at a place and I did like a percentage split, which are a lot of places to do that. And that was really helpful because I had mentors and a community that helped me figure out what the heck I was doing. I didn't stay there very long because of some ethical things that I saw and I didn't really like what... I saw behind some of the scenes, but it was nonetheless a very, very, very valuable time for me. So if you're looking to join a private practice like Three Quarts Therapy, I say, go for that. You're going to not feel alone because sometimes private practice can feel very alone because when you start it, you were literally by yourself. Um, So if you can work under somebody, which if you don't have a license, you have to, that is something that I would say, do that. Find somebody who you think is doing it right and that you want to learn from and learn from them. So there are perks of working under someone depending on the contract you have. A lot of times when you work at a management company or you you work as a contract therapist for people, you don't have any overhead. You don't have to worry about getting referrals a lot of times. They Usually are more connected than you, so that you will meet a lot of people and do a lot of networking in that sense. That'll help you get started. And so, otherwise, learning about how a private practice works and doing all the things that it entails can be really overwhelming. And then you also get somewhat of some supervision from somebody who has been doing this stuff for a while. I will say, I never thought I'd be able to start my own business until I was married and could rely on my husband's income, <laughs> which. I did it because I'm not married and I don't have my husband's income because he does not exist. So I'm here to say to all the humans, if you want to do this, there is a way for you to do it. I had to make a lot of sacrifices when I started. So I moved out of my house with my best friends in my 20s, like the best years ever, and into a family member's house, which was really awesome. Actually, it was really kind of them to let me do that. I started working at Bar around that time. And so I found a part-time Job that paid fairly well to help supplement what I was doing but also didn't take too much time away from what I was doing I was very very careful in how and in what I spent my money on I Had to miss out on a lot of stuff that I wanted to do because I just wasn't financially very stable in the beginning But I figured it out. I was patient And that's one thing I would say, you guys need some patience because they say, I don't know who is they, but they say that it takes about one and a half to two years to build a full private practice. And it took me around one and a half years to feel comfortable and secure and not feel like the scarcity mindset that next week all my clients are going to leave and I'm not going to have any money. I'm going to get kicked out of my house. And in that year and a half, I think it was at the six month mark, I wanted to quit I was like this is not working I started to apply for all these jobs I had interviews thank god I didn't get any of them and one of them that I really wanted was as a case manager for the counseling center at a college here and in the interview all of the counselors were like why do you want this job And they didn't hire me, I think, because they're like, she's gonna get in here and be like, this is not what I wanna do on board. Because I was somewhat, I guess, overqualified, which sometimes that like totally gets in the way. It's like, I might be overqualified for this job, but I want this job, even though I'm overqualified. Anyway, that's a topic for another time. But like I was saying, It takes time. And so you got to be patient and believe that it's going to work out because if you stay in it, it will work out. I mean, there are, I know in cities like Nashville, we will never run out of clients. Like there are so many people here, so many people that need therapy. We can never have enough therapists. We have a lot and we're doing okay so all in that to say I would encourage you to get really good training in your internships that sets you up to be able to kind of pivot and take on things even if you don't want to work with them sometimes you just get things that you weren't expecting and then work with people that you admire and you trust and look up to and do some networking and be patient and you're gonna to have to make some sacrifices but I promise you can do it you can totally do it All right, guys, that is this week's episode of Couch Talks. Thanks for hanging out with me for a little bit. And we will be back on Monday. And I just want to tease this out a little bit. Monday's episode is really exciting. And I'm excited for it to come out. I'm excited for you guys to hear it. Yeah, so look out for that. And I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week.